Welcome to the She Shall Speak series. I'm your host, Denia Smith. We're excited to kick off another episode in our Her Story series, a collection of stories of young Black women and girls who are leading the way for positive social change in their communities. Today, we will be talking to Adriana Santiago. Adriana, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Adriana Santiago. I'm actually an athlete at Montgomery High School and also a classmate of Denia, which is really cool. We um, worked together to uh, organize a walkout for our school, which was very beneficial and had a lot of positives. I am also uh, hard of hearing and wear hearing aids, which greatly impacts my life, but also impacts others around me. And I've learned a lot from that. And so has people around me from that. Thank you so much for the introduction. I'm so excited to hop into this conversation. Let's start with what you said about yourself. You said that you've been wearing hearing aids for some time now. Can you talk about how that aspect of you has influenced you in your day-to-day life and has influenced your identity? Uh, yes, of course. So one big thing is communication. I am constantly communicating on the basketball court in ways that other teams and teammates may not. When a teammate tells me to cut, instead of just yelling to cut, they'll actually push me in the direction or point me in the direction to go. Also, if we yell switch, I'll feel a hand on my waist to go rather than hearing the switch. And another thing that we do is when we yell like traps, we'll actually echo whatever the coach is saying. So if a coach says it, everyone else on the team says it too, so that I can be able to receive the message. Um, Another thing is in the classroom. It's a big struggle. I um, can change my seating to where I want, but I always tend to be in the back anyway, uh, which can be difficult, but you know, it's just the way that life is. With my name being S, alphabetical order, I'm usually in the back. Uh, I just kind of had to learn to adapt in these past couple years because I didn't, um, I wasn't born being deaf. I actually acquired it, I feel is the word to use, because honestly, being deaf isn't a negative. It's a positive. There's something called deaf gain, and it's a big part of my life too, where, you know, other people may get annoyed taking tests and everyone's being loud. I take these out. I, t- I don't need to listen to the haters anymore. Yeah. I can just take these out. Um, another really big thing and always has been a struggle is trying to explain to people my experience Mm. but the ones who truly are the people that I want to spend my time with are people who are the best with it um my sister learned sign language my mom is learning Um, a lot of my family is learning my coach offered to learn I told him he did not because I didn't want to be a pain but he still learned um and just it's so, uh, it's such a positive rather than a negative, which is something a lot of people don't realize. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think it's so important underscoring what you're saying to break that stigma. And in today's society, and honestly, for time immemorial, there's been such a negative perception of people who are differently abled or people who need to wear hearing aids. And that's honestly something that we need to stop. It's 2022. Like, let's get with the program, y'all. <laughs> like, let's get with it. <laughs> I feel like the funniest thing that people have said is, really? You're only 16. And that's the truth. I'm only 16, but hey, it happens. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. 
Let's pivot towards your activism. I know you talked about that in your introduction. Where did your passion for advocacy come from? So I actually really started with my mom and I love her to death and I can go on and on about her, but she, uh, when we grew up, she grew up, uh, sorry, let me restate that. She raised us as a single mother and she told us that whatever opinion you have, you educate yourself on it. Do not have opinion on something that you do not know enough about. And so I constantly as a kid grew up educating myself on different topics um, around the people that I've learned uh, to be around and uh, been experienced to be uh, in situations. I learned and I didn't just go through life and say like, hey, if I can do it, everyone can do it. I kind of went through and like, hey, how can I make this better? Because this wasn't the best. And one big thing was my experience one, as a deaf uh, athlete, and two, as a queer athlete. I use my athleticism to my advantage to reach out to other people. And that's probably how I definitely got into it because a lot of people don't realize that everyone is not the same on the court. We all have our disadvantages. And the best thing to do is to make it easiest for the next generation. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And as a quick follow-up question, you lie at the intersection of so many different identities, whether that's you being a part of the African-American community, being a woman, being part of the queer community, or being part of the deaf community. How does lying at the intersection of all those different identities influence your day-to-day experiences? So you missed one. I'm also Latina. Yes. (laughs) My bad. I can't forget that. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm I'm hard of hearing, which I actually use deaf interchangeably as an umbrella term. Same with queer. Um, I am uh, biracial, my dad being uh, black, but I'm also very light skinned. So that influenced my day to day where I hear a lot of things that are said. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, my dad is black and they don't say the right things and I I say it back I'm like hey you can't be saying this you shouldn't be saying this and a lot of people don't realize that what they're saying is wrong too that's the deep-rooted ignorance that they don't realize that the words they say is racist or ableist and you know being hard of hearing is it's an invisible disability I want to say unless I have my hair up and my hearing aids are showing you really don't know but you know I've heard some things like hey is, are, is she deaf? Uh, can she hear? And it's kind of heartbreaking because that's not something you should be saying. Also, um, the words in the, that we use, like someone doesn't hear you and you're like, what are you deaf? Like, <laughs> that's not a great thing to say. Also, um, the looks that I've been given where people are trying to figure out what I am. I've gotten mm-hmm. so many different words even growing up in middle school, having the N-word said to me um, while I'm passing in the hallway, saying uh, the F-slur as a joke to friends, like me not, I'm not saying that I did that, but other people did. And it just made the environment that I was in uncomfortable. And I felt unsafe. Even when people said that they, they, that this was a safe place, the words that were said made it not. 
Mm. Thank you so much for sharing and for being vulnerable with our audience. And what has really caused you to persevere through all those challenges that you've encountered? <laughs> this is uh, uh, it's probably the worst way to say it, but I'm going to be out of here. <laughs> mm. I will get through this and then um, I will be out of here. This mm-hmm. town, even the, the town that we live in, I will go to college and I won't have to deal with it anymore. Um, even the social uh, aspect of society and everything, it's going to change. There's mm-hmm. so many people in activism and politics who are changing the world as we know it, uh, speaking up for others who really can't or haven't been heard loud enough. I know that what I get through, other people won't because we will invoke the change that won't even be given a second thought. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you so much. And on the topic of us being those change agents and being the people that will pave a better tomorrow for those that come after us, can you talk about the work that you've done to do, to enact that change in Montgomery High School? whether that's your work through the Black Student Union or at the walkout? So um, the biggest thing I've done definitely is the walkout. I'm really new to this, but I've also been speaking up um, on social media for a while now. I, uh, when Black Lives Matter had, uh, was like really big in 2020, I was constantly posting. I wasn't just reposting. No, I was sharing what was going on, my thoughts. I would reach out to people and be like, hey, um, I know you are part of these groups. Can you repost these things? Can you talk about these things? And just doing those behind the scenes work really I feel has made this place a more accepting place. And um, another big thing is again, being an athlete. Um, Girls basketball is one of our biggest uh, known sports in school. And that's just because, you know, football, basketball, baseball, those are the main sports of America, but in high school even, everyone kind of knows who's on the basketball team. Every kind of Everyone kind of knows um, if you are an athlete too, everyone else who is an athlete. So you have that voice to be like talking about your, your views and talking about what's going on and everyone can kind of listen. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing. On the topic of you being an athlete, I know the anniversary of Title IX is coming up soon. If you're familiar with it, it's a law that pretty much bans discrimination on the basis of gender and athletics. How has Title IX influenced your life as an athlete? I want to say I never really thought twice about it. Mm. Growing up, I, um, I was always the only girl on the team. Mm. I would always play with boys. I, I remember in second grade, I was at this basketball camp. I was the only girl until the, like the fifth grade. Mm. only girl uh, in that camp on the team and I would I would play with them I would I was at their level Mm. I actually won awards over them (laughs) and I never really thought twice of of if I was getting the same opportunity or not because I was and it's because of laws like these that are put in place again for the future generations to never think twice about it Mm -hmm. and another big thing is our school has um the Montgomery Internet Radio entertainment I think it's called um station it's called the Meyer and even this year I was thinking like how come the guys get the Meyer and the girls don't we only had it for like two games and that was the first time the Meyers ever um recorded us and commentated on us and then I realized that one the boys had a contract with Meyer but 
too. They were actually noticed these things and made the changes to where next year we get the Meyer too. It's for all home games, regardless of boys and girls. And again, it's for, it's these laws that are going on that I didn't need to think twice about it. And so recently, and even then it was being changed. Mm -hmm. 100%. Thank you so much. Um, Mm -hmm. As another question, what are your future career goals or your aspirations for life? Um, Well, I want to play college basketball. That is my goal right now. That's my dream. I'm constantly working to make that a reality. But after, and this is something that I'm really passionate about and will speak openly about to anyone who will listen, is I want to build an organization that trains young athletes, regardless of gender, um, in the basketball world and Mm. give them the opportunities that I was given and more. Uh, I know people from my old town who never really knew about AAU until we were in high school. Um, they didn't know about training opportunities until a trainer opened up in the area. And that's the reality of kind of what happens in these low-income communities, in these um, inner city communities. We don't know that we can do certain things. It's, it's not even a thought. And I want to give that to them. And I want it to be um, free to these kids too. get sponsors. So then I could pay for them. And it's, and it'd be like an applicant process where it's like, Hey, these are my goals. These are my dreams. This is where I stand right now. And I'm going to give it to them. I, I want them to be the best athlete that they can be because that is the same thing that others have done for me. Love that. Thank you so much. And I wish you the best and all that I could hundred percent see doing that in the future. And can't wait to rally and support for our last question. What, well, second to last question, what advice do you have for young black girls who are really trying to do what you do with regards to athletes and activism, athletics and activism? Um, biggest advice, honestly, and this sounds so cliche, just do what you do, be yourself. People will notice and people will follow constantly people are trying to figure out where they belong in the world and I struggle with that especially being in the intersection of so many things but just keep doing what you're doing and if it's the right thing others will notice and others will follow it will take some time and it will be frustrating when no one notices but I promise it will happen 100% echo that I feel as though today's culture is such like a pressure to like follow with the crowd and do what they're doing and follow the pattern of success. But if you were to actually just lead in your authenticity and your individuality, then all the opportunities will follow. I can definitely attest to the fact that at times it feels like no one notices or like you're working undercover and no one sees what you're doing, but eventually things come together. The right opportunities will come at the right time. And you just have to have that patience and faith that it'll all work out. Yes. And for our last question of the day, can you respond to the sentence with dear black girl, you are blank and you can fill in the blank with whatever you want. Dear black girl, you are authentic. Mm, Love that. Thank you so much. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Adriana, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I truly appreciate your words of wisdom and you being here. For our audience, make sure to tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time as we innovate, recreate, and rewrite the narrative. Together, we will tell our story. Until next time, goodbye.